Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen, and today is June 1st. Happy June, everyone. I always love June because it tells me that summer is here and it's going to be warm and sunny and bright, and I absolutely love it. Today we're going to continue in this week's Come Follow Me block, and before we move out of Judges chapter 2, there's just one quick principle that I want to highlight here. I know I need to move on so that we can get other things covered, but there's another principle here that I absolutely love that just didn't seem to fit yesterday, so I'm going to throw it in randomly today. In Judges chapter 2, if you'll remember, the angel of the Lord comes unto the people, gets upset with them that they haven't cast all the people out of the land, commands them to not get into covenants with the people and begin to worship their false gods. But then listen to what the angel says in verse three. He says, wherefore, I also said, I will not drive them out from before you, but they shall be as thorns in your sides and their gods shall be a snare unto you. Now, this is a really interesting message that the angel is going to deliver from the Lord. They're commanded that they should cast everyone out or drive everyone out of the land and destroy everyone that won't leave. And yet the Lord is saying, I'm not going to cast them out. You've chosen not to cast them out. I'm not going to do it for you. And here's the reason why. I'm going to leave these people here with you so that they can be a thorn in your side and their gods can be a snare for you. It reminds me so much of what we see in 1 Nephi chapter 2. Very end of 1 Nephi chapter 2 in verses 23 and 24, the Lord is speaking to the Nephites and he's explaining what's going to happen in the future. He says, For in that day that they shall rebel against me, speaking of the Lamanites, I will curse them even with a sore curse, and they shall have no power over thy seed, except they shall rebel against me also." So he's saying that if and when the Lamanites rebel against God, that God would remove any power from them and they would have no power to come against the Nephites unless the Nephites began to rebel also. And then listen to verse 24 and let's think how this applies to God saying that he wasn't going to drive the people out because they were going to be a thorn in their sides. Verse 24 says, And if it so be that they rebel against me, They shall be a scourge unto thy seed to stir them up in the ways of remembrance. Remembrance is exactly what the children of Israel needed as well. Remember, all this pride cycle keeps happening because the children of Israel are forgetting the Lord. And so here this angel delivers the message that the Lord isn't going to drive the enemies out. Because those people needed to be there to be a thorn in their side. And I would imagine that it's for this same reason. So that as a thorn in their side, they could stir the children up in remembrance of the Lord. Help them remember how much they need the Lord and how much they need to rely on the Lord. It's interesting because so often people ask, well, why does God let bad things happen? Or why does God allow bad things to happen to good people? The answer is that he doesn't make those things happen. He's not a mean, vindictive God causing negative things to happen, but he does allow those things to happen. And most of the time, he allows those bad things to happen so that it can lead to our growth, so that we can turn to him, so that we can learn, so that we can grow, so that we can exercise faith. 
And so here, even though the inhabitants of the land were going to be a trial and a thorn for the children of Israel, you see here, God didn't put the people there. It was the children of Israel who chose not to remove them. But God isn't going to interfere. He's going to let them be there so that they can be a thorn in the side of the children of Israel and hopefully draw the children of Israel back to the Lord time and time again. My friends in our lives, it is often the same way. We go through hard times. We go through difficult things. We experience thorns in our sides. God isn't up there causing those things, but he does allow them to happen sometimes with the hopes that we will return to him, humble ourselves and rely on him. President Uchtdorf once said, we all must walk through difficult times. For it is in these times of adversity that we learn principles that fortitude our characters and cause us to draw closer to God. I'm so grateful that God in his infinite wisdom is wise enough and loves us enough not to protect us from all the thorns in our sides. Okay, so let's move on because we've got to, even though I could keep going, (laughs) let's move on to Judges chapter 4 and the introduction of Deborah. In Judges 4 chapter 4, it says, And Deborah, a prophetess, the wife of Lapidoth, she judged Israel at the time. Okay, so I think it's really interesting how here in the scriptures, we don't get a lot of backstory for Deborah. To be honest, this is one of the stories that I really look forward to learning more about, to hearing more about. I look forward to understanding how Deborah became this leader in such a patriarchal society. I can't wait to learn more about her, but let's take a look at what we do know. First of all, it describes Deborah as a prophetess. And I think it's really important that we understand that in this realm here, in this definition, prophetess is not the same thing as a prophet. Prophetess does not mean female prophet. Rather, if you'll remember in the book of Revelations, it teaches us that a prophet is someone who has the gift of revelation and has received a testimony of Jesus Christ through that revelation. And because of her revelation, because of that gift that she had to be close to the spirit and learn from God himself, she rose up the rank somehow to become this judge and people would come to her for advice and for understanding and for judgment. Something that I think is really interesting is one of the only definitions that we have of Deborah is that she is the wife of Lapidoth. Now, I understand that this is a patriarchal society and and maybe they do define women by who they're married to. Perhaps that is the case. But that has always fascinated me that to describe her, they described her as the wife of Lapidoth. And I've often wondered if maybe there was some different translation there that could shine some light more on who Deborah is. Because we don't know anything about Lapidoth. In fact, we aren't told anything about him other than this, that Deborah is his wife, right? And it seemed interesting to me that they would define Deborah by a character that we don't hear anything else about. And so I started to dig, because I'm a word nerd, I started to dig and look into kind of these Hebrew meanings. And the word used for wife here, yes, does mean wife. It can mean someone that you're married to, but it can also just mean woman. And then Lapidoth, I wanted to understand what that word meant, because 
like I said, we don't see that name anywhere else. We don't see this character anywhere else. So what is this actually meaning? The word lapidoth in Hebrew means enlightened or bright or light. So perhaps Deborah isn't being called the wife of Lapidoth. Perhaps she is being called a woman of enlightenment or a woman of light. That would make so much more sense to me that here we have this woman, Deborah, who rises up through the ranks of a patriarchal society to become a prophetess and a judge because she is recognized as a woman of light. So with that understood, and that said, I have a couple of challenges for you. First of all, shouldn't we all be striving to be Debra's? I want to be known as a Debra, as a woman of light. But second, I want you to reflect, who are the Debra's in your life? Who are the women of light that help illuminate the way before you, that help you understand things in clearer ways, that help draw you closer to God? Think for a second, who are those women? Now take a minute and reach out and thank them for being women of light, for being women of God. I love that extra understanding that we get here in the scriptures, that this first female leader that we're seeing here isn't being defined by who she's married to, but she's being defined by the type of woman she is, a woman of light, a woman of enlightenment, a woman that I want to strive to be like. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen. 